Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Screen Champs. I'm your host, Sundance Dubs, with my co-host, the Mad Bamo. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about some of the movies that came out during the Sundance Film Festival, and I'm not going to lie, I got a little lost in the sauce. And then we're going to take today's episode as kind of a... A, a recap, where last episode we reviewed 20 movies, so and we kind of talked about 20 movies that we really liked last year, and hopefully you guys got some out of it, or you're going to watch something, and please let us know if you saw something on our list that you liked, and you know that we sent you that way, because it just feels great, or if you hated it, and you hate us for it, you know, let us know either way, but today, you know, we want to talk about things that we kind of missed in the last month or so, so since the last month, I mean, we stopped, but they released a ton of movies, some news has come out. And uh, we're just going to kind of go through rapid fire some of that stuff. And uh, yeah, but uh, do you have anything pressing in the last month or so that happened that you just are excited to get out? Just the RIPs. You know, Louis Anderson mm. passed away. Meatloaf passed away. Yes, yes. Uh, Meatloaf hit my family hard. We love Rocky Horror Picture Show. And uh, he uh, plays um, Eddie in Rocky Horror Picture Show. And then, you know, he has that one song every fun fucking knows. But um that was a bummer, and then uh, and just like Louis dying. Did you ever see Louis' cartoon show? Like that was one of my first early like cartoon shows I remember watching. It was like him as a kid, and like he's going through like crazy shit. Uh, maybe you know? it sounds vaguely familiar. That and like Family Feud, like that's just like what I remembered him from. And then plot twist, you know, like coming to America, and then like a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, man, um, Bob Saget, Betty White as well, are all have also passed away. Man, a bunch of people like. So it's yeah. so so that's the Betty White one sucks just because I I keep hearing that freaking Golden Girl song and yeah wait, wait, are you saying that Betty White's death sucks because you have to keep hearing the theme song <laughs> to Golden Girls is that what you're no. saying no it's just a great theme song and then it's like okay it's, so it's, it's just, just hard so, to remember her yeah All right, okay. it's sad it's like I keep hearing because it it's so it's like so catchy you know it's all like dun, dun, dun. thank you for being a friend and then it's like her she's dead plot twist like yeah I mean yeah, I want to keep remembering that she I, she had a good life you know I would say Betty White is sad because like they you know they were they had all those ads out about her turning 100 and they were even selling the magazine for her turning 100 so it's kind of like unfortunate that she made it to 99 didn't make it all the way there but Betty White lived a, a pretty great life, and she continued to do dope stuff like throughout her old age. So I, yeah. I know people are sad, and it's kind of like, damn, we lost one. But I mean, shout out Betty White. I mean, she fucking did it. I'll be surprised if any of us lived in '99. I'm gonna live to 200, brother. That's, I mean, okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> bet. <laughs> Get that don't look up treatment where yeah, you know, I'm gonna be in some <laughs> spaceship and fly somewhere and go to some land and um yeah dude but uh yeah so just the deaths and stuff and then there's i mean that's some of the stuff that we're gonna go over too but the the biggest thing is just is just the deaths i i always take like take those celebrity deaths hard and it's funny too because then people die and i'm like fuck man we lost this one you know and then i have that one buddy that's always like bro you don't even care about that but this is the first time i heard you talk about the celebrity like i mean yeah i wasn't i wasn't gonna say that about louis anderson but you know it is what it is (laughs) childhood cartoons childhood cartoons right i get that yeah, that. it meant something at the time. No, it's real. Oh yeah, I mean, I'll talk about Bob Saget very often, so it happens. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, and right, I, I mean, I talk about Betty White every day, so I mean, I don't know why anyone's surprised that I'm sad. Yeah, so. well, that's kind of, and again, that's something that we've been trying to get you to stop doing, and it's inappropriate, <laughs> and like she, you know, she has a family and stuff, and they may hear these things one day, and it's scary. 
I'm just yeah. kidding. All right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, so I so I guess, you know, starting here, Sundance, Sundance Film Festival uh, normally happens in Utah every year. The last two years, due to COVID, it's been completely online. This year, it was going to be in person, and they canceled it like two weeks ahead of time. So just because Omicron, you know, shout out Omicron, just ruining everything. Um, so... <laughs> I personally was not even like aware of this, plugged into it, not even thinking about it whatsoever. I was just living my life. And this is this is how great, you know, the world is right now is that something that I was not even paying attention to, I saw an ad on Instagram and it completely consumed me for the next 5 days. So or yeah, next 5 days. So this is the 5th day. This is the last day of consumption here. Like on Friday, I woke up, I saw an ad on Instagram like, "Hey, Sundance Film Festival is happening right now. Grab your tickets and uh, tickets are still available for all these movies. Grab them online and watch, you know, be a part of the festival. And I said, oh, cool. Let me check it out. <laughs> so I started looking. And I'm, and then I started, you know, realizing, like, oh, this is, like, really Sundance. This is Sundance Film Festival. It's happening online. And they are selling single tickets. So it's, like, 20 bucks. You get a ticket to a movie. And I, so I, I bought one. I was like, this is, this is great. You know, it was like Friday morning. I was like, this is awesome. Let me buy a ticket. So I bought a ticket. I watched a movie. It was a great movie. It was called uh, 892, and it's starring John Boyega. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, Star Wars guy. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. This He's an actor. I know who he is. Because yeah. Sundance, let's be honest, there's a lot of documentaries. Not that they're bad. There's just a lot of them. And there's a lot of movies with people I didn't recognize. And I'm still a snob. So I was like, all right, well, I know John Boyega. Let's check this out. It was a dope movie. It was like it was a ride. You know, it's this movie where he's like a, a veteran and he the VA took money from him or they didn't give him money he's owed, and he ends up holding up a bank and to get that money back, to get what's rightfully his. And so it's uh I mean it's this really intense, like, you know, holding up a bank movie, uh, where it's only a couple actors, um, uh, and but at the same time, it's this social commentary on the VA and how they need to get their stuff together. It's also the last uh, performance of Michael K. Williams in a movie. Oh, another rest in peace. Oh, damn. Uh, so, yeah, it was just, I didn't even realize he was in the movie. So, all this stuff is happening in a more, like, I bought the ticket at 1015. It was a premiere at 1030. I just got really excited, and it was to be a part of it. The movie starts, there's, like, a little intro. Like, hey, welcome to Sundance. You know, we picked this movie because all this stuff, whatever. The director comes uh, on, so cool. introduces it. And I got, I just got lost in the sauce, man. And I went from, <laughs> I went from that movie to, I ended up getting tickets to seven different screenings over the next five days. Damn. And uh, I watched a ton of movies. I just had, I just got excited. There were some that I still couldn't get that I tried to, because like, I mean, I got there late. The festival started on Thursday, so I'm there like Friday afternoon. You know, all the buzziest ones were already sold out, but I still got a lot of hitters, uh, and it was just a wild ride. Damn. So there, so these are um, kind of like Q and A, like things like it was it like a feed or um how how was this shown all right like, how did you see this yeah so so great and i really hope that i mean i hope that some form of it continues like next year like i hope they're able to do in person but there's also some yeah. online if anyone's concerned or whatever but uh it starts out they they have like one of the uh, people who curates the movies and stuff who picks what's going on and they talk for a little bit about why they picked the movie then they bring the director on to talk about the movie. Then the movie plays. And afterwards, they give you a code so you could vote on your favorite Sundance movies because they do voting, obviously. And mm-hmm. then it goes straight to a Q&A, which was on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, it goes straight to a Q&A that's over Zoom. And so they're all doing the Q&A from there. So it's just it was a really cool experience. Like, 
midway through the credits, a little thing pops up. If you'd like to watch a Q&A, go to YouTube. Um, if it was a premiere, then it was like happening live. If it was the second screening, then you just watched the recording. But yeah, it was super cool. Holy shit. Yeah, I remember you texting me and you were like, <laughs> you're like, Sundance is happening. And then you were like, bro, I just bought the whole like day ticket. And then, like, Monday, you didn't even talk to me. You were just, like, (laughs) you were just, like, in Sundance. Like, you were in that world. Like, you became a different, you're wearing a suit. Like, you were just a different human being. I I got excited. I was like, I was like, Batman, why are you not uh, participating in Sundance with me? Like, this is all these movies. We can watch them, like, for before or anything. Like, I cannot wait until any of these movies gets, like, picked up or gets a wide release. And yeah. I can say things like, "Yeah, you know, I caught this at Sundance." Uh, yeah, they just, changed the ending a little bit. Yeah. Um, the 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 original intention was, uh, <laughs> I'm like, Shut I was like, up. "Yeah, this really like lit up the crowd <laughs> at Sundance." Uh, there was definitely a lot of buzz about this one, so I'm not surprised that it got picked up by Netflix. You know, whatever. I'm ready. I'm that, ready for all that. That's my favorite. Like two words together: buzz and Sundance. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always oh, yeah. like it's a lot of buzz and Sundance. This film, uh, the critics love it. Was there uh, one movie, or what's the biggest movie that you missed? Because I know you're going to cover some that you watched. I'm excited to hear about that. But there's, what, like, what's the biggest movie? What's the biggest buzz? Like, what's the one that people are raving about? Well, there's one called After Yang, uh, and all I know is that Colin Farrell's in it, and that I couldn't get tickets to it, so I, I didn't really look too far into it. And then there's another one called uh, Fresh or Feast. Oh, um, that uh, the Bucky's in what's his name? Bucky's name? Oh, um, Sam Worthington. No, is that? That's not it. That's not Sam Worthington. <laughs> it's uh, uh, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian uh, yeah. Stan. Uh, so, yeah. So Sebastian Stan is uh in another movie that's like kind of like a comedy horror thing. Okay. And that one's been pretty buzzy, but I just wasn't able to get tickets to that either. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg directed a movie that came out. Wasn't able to get tickets to that. So there's definitely a couple. That oh, they just okay. had no access to. Damn, that's dope. That's dope. But I got a ton. And then they started doing like just random drops for tickets. So it was like, boom, like we just dropped tickets. They're available. Get them now. And I was like, oh, shit. so that's how I got the one. Because <laughs> there's one uh, with uh, um, uh, with uh, Karen Karen Gillen and uh, Karen Gillen and Aaron Paul. And that oh. one, like I just they dropped tickets and I got in real quick and got some. So oh damn, yeah. congrats, dude! I was out. I was invested in the process, man. <laughs> invested. Did you make any friends? No. <laughs> I know there's one friend you made. I know there's one friend you made. No, but I did tweet about it. I started tweeting about it from my Twitter, and I was like, why am I? I'm never, I never use Twitter. Like, so why am I even trying? So I started just tweeting from Screen Champs. I was like, what am I doing? And yeah, said, the, yeah. The friend you made was the, uh, Theo Rossi, legendary oh, yeah. actor, uh, famous from Sons of Anarchy. He did he, retweet me. Yes, he did. He retweeted you. Well, he retweeted us. He retweeted Screen Champs. Hey, because I mean, why wouldn't he, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was uh, complimenting him. I said he was awesome, all caps. So, yeah. As, he as he you loved him. <laughs> I was like, do I see? Awesome. Our repository was awesome. This is yeah. amazing. Yeah. I know. I like, love that you didn't do the thing where, like, let's say, like, they respond or they retweet and then you respond again and you're like, hey, just a heads up. Like, Love you. You were so good. And, you know, it's like, dude, just. Yeah. Ex- Honestly, I the- probably should have, but I'm just not used to how. I don't know how Twitter works. 
So <laughs> the the tweet did get twenty likes. So I was about to put like, hey, you know, I have nothing to promote, but this is you know, like something like that. I have seen people. Oh, do that. yeah, that's 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 a veteran move. That's like the TikTok viral star. Like their yeah. video gets famous, and they're like, hey, here's my sauce company. You know, like I make them at home. Like please buy some sauce for me. You know what? Every time I've seen someone, I feel like I have to cut this out because it sounds so like douchey. Every time someone puts like. Oh, uh, nothing to promote, but you know, here's a charity you could donate to. I'm just like, bro, shut up! Like, just <laughs> we get it, dude. Like, you're better than all of us. Like, relax. Uh, but you know, hopefully, people are getting helped by that. So, whatever, it's a good thing. Um, no, but yeah, so I, I ended up watching seven movies, and uh, there was a couple that were really good, and I'm excited to have them come out to the general public. And then there's a couple that were kind of, you know, kind of weird, but. The one that stood out was called like uh, Emily the Criminal. That was the one Aubrey Plaza, Theo Rossi were in it. And it's essentially like just Aubrey Plaza is kind of down on her luck. She's got like 70,000 in student loans. Uh, She's a waitress. Things just aren't working out for her. And she ends up getting a tip about how she could do like some dummy shopping where it's essentially just using someone else's credit card to buy some goods, you know, and then, you know, get the goods and the car gets canceled, whatever. No one, no person gets hurt, quote unquote. And uh, it's just kind of a story about um, her character getting a little lost in the sauce uh, with scamming. And it was good. It was kind of, it was good. And with Sundance, like, nothing really felt like what you're used to. So it almost like stories kind of ended a little quicker than you think they might normally. Or they don't necessarily put all the bows on it that you expect. And and I kind of enjoyed that. So I really liked the way the movie ended. And none of these movies I watched were over an hour and 45 minutes, which is incredible. Oh, um, damn. Yeah. The other one that was really, really, really funny, and I don't know where they're going to show it, but it's I hope someone picks it up. Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, starring uh, Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown from uh, This Is Us. This was like... It's like a mockumentary, like comedy satire about like megachurch culture. And so essentially like her her husband's a pastor and he gets caught up doing some questionable stuff that they don't necessarily say at first and kind of unravels as the movie goes on. Uh it's I mean it's funny. I think anyone <laughs> anyone would like it. It's it was just it was just hilarious. I love the mockumentary style. You know, it's very like office, right? You know, it just it worked, it worked, it worked. So that movie was hilarious. And then the other one that really stood out was uh the Kanye documentary. It was just cool to see it. It's coming out in theaters on February 10th and then on Netflix on February 16th. But it's called Genius, but like Gene, like J-E-E-N-Y-U-H-S, Genius. It took me a while to figure out what that was. I was like, what is this, like some anime or something? I had no idea. Uh, but that was cool. I mean, it was just a cool little Kanye documentary. That's And that's the one that had, like, they had all this footage, right, from way back in the day. Oh, yeah. So I, they only showed part one at Sundance. It's going to end up being a three-parter on Netflix. Ooh, but part one exciting. is all the way up to, like, when the college dropout is coming out. And there's video. Oh, dude, it's so sick. Dude. I got chills at some parts. Like, there's videos of him walking through the Rockefeller offices playing uh, All Falls Down. Like, just walking around the CD, like, putting it in people's CDs players, like, making them listen to it. And then being like, hey, you know, we got to, like, you know, thank you. You know, we got to go do something else. And he's literally just going, like, office to office, like, playing this song. Yeah, I, I just got shit. Like, it's just crazy to see, like, yeah. how it was going down and, and how he was, like, selling himself and how he was hustling and getting stuff yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really, really cool. And uh, this is before he was ever problematic at all. He's like, a sweet kid. 
at that time, he was almost like too soft to be like signed to a rap label. You know, they were kind of looking at him like, you know, we, we need like more of a gangster image. He's more of like a sweet kid. And uh, he even talked in the documentary. He's like, bro, like I'm supposed to like apologize because I haven't shot anyone. Like, bro, I got I got dreams. I want to do something like with my life. I decided to commit myself to this, and I, it was like, it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh damn! Was he wearing a pink polo at any point? I uh, do not remember pink polo. He was wearing some pretty fresh stuff though. He was uh he was dripped up and draped out, as they say. Oh, yeah, this guy is a fashion icon. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I want to see those vintage looks. Sick, sick. Yeah, but I don't remember any polo stuff. But yeah, but other than that, you know, there was the Speak No Evil, which was like a Danish film, and uh, even though they pretty much spoke in English the whole time, that movie was wild. It's just kind of a rough horror movie. So it's one of those that people are going to start watching and being like, Jesus, they got this picked is up. the. What's up? <laughs> yeah, this is the one that you sent me. Like these reviews, and people were like, Jesus Christ, like. Uh, if you care about your mental health, like, do not watch this movie. This movie is like intense, or like, oh, <laughs> yeah. the last thirty minutes was a ride, or something like that. And you're like, this can't be that bad. And you watch it, and you're like, yeah, that thing was a little rough, but uh. it was, it was rough. <laughs> but I also had this com- uh, conversation in my head where I'm like, man, it, how desensitized am I? Because it was rough. Don't get me wrong. But as it <laughs> ended, I was like, oh, that okay, okay, cool. No, that's yeah, that was messed up for sure. Like it was messed up. <laughs> There's not a world where it wasn't messed up. It was super messed up. Like, it was super messed up. Yeah, but you're like, I, yeah, it wasn't I've that bad. It. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It was yeah. all right. Like, in Hereditary, know. there was the mother finds her headless child in the backseat. Like, yeah, pretty dark. you know, and even, yeah, it's like, who knows? Who knows? I, I don't know what's going on. But I definitely, when I was done watching it, it was like, man, maybe I've seen too many things. Uh, but it is what it is. Yeah, we got to get you watching some cartoons, man. Let's get you there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll change that mind <laughs> and yeah and so the other one that i, I kind of that stood out for me was duel which was the one with karen gillen and aaron paul and uh it, it's from director riley stearns who came out with a movie in 2019 called the art of self-defense oh which is yeah yeah a really funny movie but it's like a, it's like a dark comedy like it's almost like you have to know it's a comedy going into it and that's kind of like duel but the thing is i did not know this was a comedy i purchased it purely as a whore for celebrities. And I was like, I know those two actors. I want this movie. That's the only reason I bought it. I didn't know anything about it, but I recognized those two names. I was like, great. And I didn't realize it was a comedy until like halfway through. I think if I rewatched it, knowing it's a comedy, I will enjoy it more, but it presents itself as a drama. It's, but it's not, (laughs) it's, it's just funny. And then by the end of the movie, I literally cracked it. Like the last minute it was laugh out loud, funny. I was dying. So, uh, I need to rewatch Duel, but it's it's definitely a weird movie. So if you've seen The Art of Self Defense, and I definitely recommend it, it's a weird movie with Jesse Eisenberg. Duel, if this comes out, is another really weird movie, but it's pretty funny if you can get that like weird dark humor in your head. What's it about? Well, it's kind of like, and there, <laughs> there's a very similar movie with uh, Mahershala Ali that came out this year called Swan Song, but this was essentially she, Karen Gillan, finds out that she's dying, and so you can clone yourself. So that your family doesn't have to miss you, essentially. So she goes to clone herself. And the clone, like, stays with you. Starts learning about you. So she's learning about the clone. Her whole family ends up liking the clone more. Like, her mom likes the clone. Her boyfriend prefers to be around the clone, not her. And then she finds out she's not dying. And so she's like, okay, well, I want the clone gone now. And then the government is like, well, the clone has been in your life for a long time. They now have rights. So you have to fight to the death. And that's kind of so. Then they have like six months to train for like a battle 
a fight to the death to see who's gonna like survive the clone or the person. Uh, yeah, and it's Buckle just up. it's very very dry, but it's hilarious. And I didn't laugh at first, but I just I wish I could go back and watch it knowing that it's a comedy. And I wish someone would have told me beforehand, but it's alright. Oh, interesting. Okay, but no, it was. I am very excited for the Sundance experience, though, and uh, I am. I loved it. I love being a part of it. If I ever go to a real film festival, I'm I'm have the time of my life because this was so much fun. And I just hope next year there's an opportunity to kind of like do the same thing because I loved it. Yeah, well, it seems like the online version um, is just a hit, you know, for uh, you know, us now in this yeah. day and age. And it's just like uh, you just got to make sure you have good internet connection. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I suppose to watch these. And the creator, you know, some of the directors, writers, the people that are involved in these movies were also you know saying on Twitter that. Although it sucks that it's not in person, especially for some of the first-time directors and stuff to not get yeah. the experience of everyone watching your movie, that like you know normally a show day they're like it's very stressful and you're going through you know all this stuff. He's like today we just hung out in L.A. and it's not snowing at all and we ate burritos and we're just having a good time. Like you know I wouldn't be like this at all if I was in Utah right now. So it's cool. <laughs> But yeah, shout out Sundance, man. I'm ready for it. Everyone should be a part of it. I think, so I don't know how it goes, but everyone votes. And then the award winners, I think they have like extra screenings for those like this next weekend. So maybe there's tickets for, the, well, by the time this pod comes out, this should all be done. So whatever, you missed out if you didn't watch it. So Yeah. Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck, man. <laughs> Look at your Instagram ads, all right? That's dope. Sundance does. Way to go, dude. I'm happy you went and represented Screen Champs. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan. Sundance does. We got um, retweeted by someone who has a blue check mark. So that's it was a work bro, trip. Bro, that's bro. how I see it. Work trip. Work trip. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, <laughs> you're like, you just kept adding days on. You're like, started with one movie, next thing you know. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had my whole calendar planned out. I was like, I'm not sure I'm going to watch three movies on a work day, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm in the fe- I'm in the middle of a festival right now. Okay, yeah, no big deal, but like low key, like on, huge guys. deal. Yeah, so that's it was crazy. it was pretty great. All right, so that's that's a little Sundance recap. I just got excited about all these movies. Um, so I'm still heartbroken that Madman did not uh, participate. I just you know you were you were there. I knew you were there representing. So there I I, I I took care of the sleep that you didn't get. <laughs> that's fair. I did not. <laughs> I I also stayed up till. <laughs> Later than I, I stood until 3 a.m. watching that stupid ass horror movie. Uh, well, it wasn't stupid, but it was just, you know, <laughs> the one that was going to ruin my life, and I had to wake up it the did next it. day. Yeah, I know. You, 7 30. So it was rough. Yeah, you sent me like an email. Like, no, you sent me a text like at midnight, and you're like, I guess I'm going to watch this. And then later, <laughs> you're like, Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I was like, Oh, man, this guy is pissed, bro. I was yeah. like, This guy is upset. I almost uh, wish I could like could have watched it on just uh, like one and a half speed or something just to kind of get through it. A lot of times horror movies they man. they set up you know they set up and they set up and they set up and there was a lot of setup. It was a good movie. It's just it's hard. You can't get mad at a movie because you stayed up late. You know what I mean? That is part of it. So I gotta I gotta keep it in perspective. Sundance is you said it's in Utah. Yes, Sundance Film Festival. Oh yeah. You try to go like, next year? I like for sure. Like I absolutely knew that. Oh yeah. Like there's like if I would have told you I thought it was in Europe, like you wouldn't there's no way you would believe that, right? No, not at all. I well and that's so here's the other thing too. There's an entourage <laughs> episode. After the first movie I watched, I yeah. immediately went to Entourage. It's like season two, midway through season two, they have an episode called The Sundance Kids, 
where they go to Sundance Film Festival in Utah. And it's one of my favorite episodes. I like it so much that when I logged into HBO Max and went to that season, none of the other episodes that season had been watched, but I would also gone to that episode for some other reason previously. So it was the only one that like had the bar through it. So I'd watch. Oh, so it, yeah. past dubs, past dubs was like like oh, I've you, been a, you, I've been a Sundance kid for a long time. You remember? Oh, there you go. That's tight. <laughs> then I'm I'm really happy for you. Yeah, it was cool, man. So next is uh, Con, right? That's the one. That's the one that's uh, overseas. I thought Sundance because it's so pro- prolific. I was like, there's no way it's in U- in the U.S. of A. No, know? yeah, Con's uh, it's France, so we can. I'm down. I'm down for France trip. Uh, for sure, but I'm down for the Utah trip. There's also like South by Southwest, and uh, they have a couple like um, yeah, stuff. I want South Alamo by Draft Southwest. House in Texas that are like some pretty sick festivals there. And I'm down for those, oh, yeah, because those are like rambunctious. There's like I think like neighborhoods they just turn them into like just like party blocks, and you just walk in anywhere, and then there's either a movie playing, a band's playing, there's a party, like it's just madness. I don't know. It sounds a little uh, okay. It sounds exciting. I think there's throw up on the street. There's like people yeah, that are like yeah. there for the wrong reasons. I'm down to explore. I would prefer the online version of that as well. <laughs> uh, that would probably be my ideal situation. Yeah. I just know there's a lot of like cool bands and then they'll play like in the back or somewhere like in some cut. Like, you got to like find your way and get in there. And then everyone's partying with each other. It's like mansion parties and then there's freaking just movies being played in someone's backyard. Like it just sounds like. Like life, brother. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds wild, bro. You're like, I'll just, yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'm just not sure. My laptop. I just, don't, <laughs> I, know. I don't, it just, cause none of this sounds like any like film festival that I was imagining or speaking <laughs> about. And I'm not sure what you're talking about, but it sounds insane. Oh, yeah. I'll show you some pictures. <laughs> For sure, that's, that's like that's, show me that Twitter thread. Like that's crazy. <laughs> like bro, I went to this crazy ass film festival, and then in one backyard there was people having sex, but then the next one there was like a movie, and then the next one I played beer pong. And man, <laughs> yeah. man, Texas is crazy, bro. I don't know, it's just something else going on out here. Yeah, yeah. And you have a like a lanyard with the, with the little batch or something. <laughs> You're like, boy, it's a, it's legit. Like this is legit. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, That's wild. All right. So the okay. So the rest of this episode is gonna be uh, quick hits. We're going speed round. Going AK for. We're going through them. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it will go quickly, but the goal, <laughs> the, goal <laughs> the goal is, is to do it quickly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Uh, essentially, I just grabbed some news. Uh, none of this is remotely important news, but some of it just made me laugh. None of the news seems important after a week, it feels like. Like, after it's already happened, I'm like, oh, yeah, who cares? Whatever. Uh, but, you know, there's a couple things that stuck out. Uh, and then there's some movies that we missed uh, that just want to quick talk about. You know, movies that came out that we probably would have reviewed, probably would have talked about on the pod. Didn't make our top tens, but, you know, they existed. So... Uh, let's start out with the uh, movies we missed. We got Matrix Resurrections, uh, directed by Lana Wachowski, starring Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss. Neil Patrick Harris was in there. This is the fourth movie in the Matrix franchise. It's about oh, it's years and years after the third one. What, like 20 years? Not 20, like 15 years. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, Man, what would you think of this movie, Matrix Resurrections? Um, I feel like it was just a major letdown. 
Um, people, when they talked about this movie, they said like, "Oh, like I didn't like the second one. I didn't like the third one. I actually like were okay. I was okay with those. Mm, I, 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 I liked people. the second one. I liked the third one. Um, and so I was like, "Oh, it seems like I might like this one." But uh, I, I just didn't really, like, care about it much. There was a cool needle drop. There was, like, a cool, like, you know, some cool moments, some cool scenes. But for the most part, I was just kind of like, ah, this is, like, it's not as as entertaining as I thought it was going to be. Mm. And um, I remember I talked to my dad about it, and he was pissed. Like, I've the only other time I've ever seen him that uh, this upset on a movie was when he watched After Earth because he like yeah, woke up early fair. to watch it. Yeah, and he was like <laughs> it was like seven a.m., eight a.m. and I woke up and he was just like pacing up and down and he was like, "Bro, this I'm pissed. the movie sucks." It was like, this is so upsetting. <laughs> it's Will Smith. Like, how can he let me down? I was like, "Bro, it's all right." Yeah. And so when I talked, I was like, "Hey, did you see Matrix?" And he was like, "It's bullshit." He was like, "This is bullshit." Like, I feel like. I had to hold him back a little bit, like, well, what's going on? He was like, it's a, it, I don't understand. Like, at one point, you know, he has long hair, then at another point, he doesn't have hair, and then he's going back and forth, and like, what the hell's going on? And I was trying to explain the Matrix to mm, him. Yeah. I don't think he understood it. So, I mean, that's, can you just imagine not understanding the concept of the Matrix? <laughs> You're well, not going to. Yeah, that's rough. I think care that about this movie. <laughs> also, going to your dad, who is an unapologetic action movie fan, and yeah. saying, did you like this movie that. Everyone thought it was going to be a big action movie and just wasn't. Of course, he's going to be upset. I mean, there's no, there's no world. Yeah, like I cannot imagine you being like, "Do you like the Matrix?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just really love the meta commentary about our expectations of sequels." <laughs> like, there's no way, there's no way that would happen. Uh, that being said, uh, I didn't love this movie, but I think yeah. it's my second favorite Matrix movie. I would pick this movie up before I watch the second or third one. That's why when you're saying like I talk to people, I think like, I think I'm people because I. Was not a huge fan of the second one or the third one. I think Zion stuff is kind of boring, and I the concept of the Matrix is cool. Them actually like being in the quote unquote real world and all that stuff is a little like eh, and fighting the robots is like eh. like it's it's a lot more fun in the first movie just as it was all going down. And Morpheus just doing long exposition and stuff, and of course didn't get that back. But this fourth one, I man, it's it it was just kind of a weird movie. It was probably very close to screen five in a lot of ways, which we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah. But it was a super meta movie. And I, I just, I kind of dug it. If, if it was another, if it was like the second matrix, third matrix, and now we have the fourth matrix and they're still fighting in Zion and trying to do what it, like I just, Oh man, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been engaged at all. I would not have liked it. It sounds like your dad would have <laughs> loved it. And you probably would have liked it as well. Yes. So this movie was not expecting it. Definitely different than anything I could have thought about wanting or needing. And uh, actually dug it. That being said, it didn't make my top 10. But uh, overall, I liked it. I'd probably give this a, like a 78 out of 100. I haven't thought of third three-word review. But uh, it's a strong 78. I, I did dig the movie. Oh, damn. Yeah, I did not expect that at all. Um, I thought you were like me and not liked it but um <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense if you don't like the second and the third it would make sense this would be like like higher yeah. um than those um and the bar is so low because it's the first one was so high and then so it drops high. off like so hard and uh yep. it's just it's just interesting i i uh i don't know I, I i just thought some of the things that were cool like just weren't cool anymore i was like but the meta stuff, I did like that, and that you know when yeah. we get to scream, we'll you know, like talk the a little first, more about like, that. Hour of the movie, yeah, 
Yeah, I liked well that scene where like they're having that conversation, and in the background, it's like that same conversation. Like I liked that like, in that theater and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like I just liked that whole like the way that was directed, and the way that was displayed. I thought that was kind of dope. All but right. the action stuff, I was like, eh. fair enough. This is weird. All right, quick hits. Uh, Being the Ricardos, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, starring Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem, and J.K. Simmons. Man, man, you didn't watch this one, correct? I didn't, and people keep telling me like, "Hey, so you, like, did you watch it?" And I'm, I'm just letting people down, bro. <laughs> and they're excited; they want me to watch this. So, yeah, um, I was, I was hyped. This was kind of. I like did not see it. Yeah, a day one thing for me. Uh, even Trial of Chicago Seven, which is probably a lower tier Aaron Sorkin movie, was on my top ten last year. And yeah, I, I see Aaron Sorkin. I'm excited about it. Uh, this movie just didn't really hit for me, but it was still pretty good. Still pretty good. Enjoyed a lot of it. Uh, it's one of those movies where you're going to get something out of it. It's probably not going to be your favorite, but it's worth, I mean, it's on Amazon Prime, so it's worth just, you know, throwing it on and enjoying the experience. Uh, so def- definite uh, recommend, not only for the Madman, but for anyone listening, being the Ricardos. Uh, quick hits, we got Mass. So this movie this is kind of a underground movie. This is another one that I, I know you haven't seen, but you've definitely heard of. And so you're aware of it. And I think that's more than most people. This is written and directed by Fran Kranz. If you haven't heard the name, it's because no one has. It's their first uh, movie starring Jason Isaacs, uh, Martha Plimpton, Ann Dowd, and Reed Burney. If you don't recognize those names, when you watch the movie, you will recognize some people. This is a movie that takes place all in one location. Um, it's essentially two families who are meeting up to talk about, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but it's like a, it's a school shooting. So one family is the parents of the shooter, a mom and dad, and the other two parents are parents of one of the victims. And they sit at a table and just talk. And that is the whole movie. And it is intense. And it's worth watching. It's very, very, very good. That's yeah. That sounds intense. <laughs> yeah, it does not sound like a good conversation. <laughs> so I, you know, there, there's a couple of reasons I didn't throw it in my top ten, but it was definitely something I was thinking about. There's a possibility it was in my top ten for sure. It was there for a minute and it just uh, didn't end up making it. But Mass is uh, worth watching, and I would not be surprised if some of these people are nominated um, as the if the movie gets any kind of buzz. I'm not sure if it will or not. It's super low key right now. I don't think it was released theatrically. Only on demand, but I don't think it's on a streaming service, so you probably have to pay like five bucks to rent it, but it is worth the money. All right, uh, next one. Let's talk about Scream. Oh, quick hit. Scream. Directed by Matt Bedellini, Open, and Tyler Gillett, who did Ready or Not, which is an awesome little like horror action yeah. comedy. If you haven't seen it, check out Ready or Not. It's so cool. Uh, and this is starring Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette, and those are the ones that are in like all the Scream movies. There is a whole new cast, but... Uh, I'm not going to say their names because they never really matter. It all comes down to these three in the end anyway. Uh, Scream, what would you think of that, man, man? Um, I, so I thought it was cheesy for sure. Um, yeah. The meta commentary was was dope. I, I liked it. Um, but I, I maybe after our conversation, maybe I'll be more on it. But I, I, I when I got out of it, I felt like I was kind of like, oh, well, okay. I, I think it's better than the fourth one. but. Um, Eh, like let's just end this franchise. Like uh, mm. I was kind of kind of almost done with it. I did like how Ghostface was like old school, like crazy, like just stabbing Ghostface. Like, yeah, this guy was out of control. So I did like that. Yeah, kills like, were the good. violence was there. Violence was there. Kills were yeah. good. Uh, yeah, kills were cool. 
yeah, you know, the the meta stuff is very Scream, right? That's what Scream does. Even Scream from the first one has been like that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it just gets so self-referential to the point of, like, it just kind of craziness to the, where, I, yeah, it's, I think it's, it makes the movies fun because you know what you're getting into and you know, like, you know what's going to happen. You know when you meet all the characters in the first five minutes, you know that one of them is the killer, maybe two of them. Like, you know that. Just right away because that's what a screen movie is. They They're tell all you like that. that. Yeah. yeah, they tell you that. And then, uh, so, and then instead of acting like they don't know that, they literally just sit there and be like, well, it has to be one of you. And then they all talk about why they should be the killer, why they shouldn't be the killer. And, you know, it's, I like, it works for me, but it'll never be great. Like, that's how I see it. After the first one, right? And if you haven't seen the first one, definitely watch the first one before you see any of the sequels. Because the first yeah. one is awesome. Uh, but be- it, it, because it sticks to this formula, it's a very entertaining movie. I'm always going to watch it, but it's never going to be like... It's never going to be amazing. It's never going to rise above what it is because it's sticking to the same thing. And we've seen it done before. And the first one did it so well that it's kind of like hard to... Hard to recreate that magic. So I did like it. I recommend it to anyone who likes horror movies or scream movies. Yeah. But uh yeah, definitely uninspired, I would say. Do do you like it more than Halloween Kills? I think I did like it more than Halloween Kills, yeah. Yeah. That's I, I think that's where it's at. Like it's it's uh it's 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 a better made film. And um but it's just more like how tired you are of the franchise or not, you know. And mm. the franchise is fun. Like I, I will give you that. It's always fun, and the kills are always cool. And uh, and I like the meta commentary more than they did in uh, Matrix Resurrections. Matrix Resurrections, it was like, it was like goofier. If that makes sense. This one, I mean, with, I mean, this one's like kids are explaining this, but still, like, I, I just liked it better when they're like going with the like requel, right? Is it the requel? Yeah. Or when they're yeah. like, and they're like the girl that's like explaining it and how involved she is in it. Like, I, I, I liked it a little bit more. I, I don't know if you felt the same, but I, I, I feel like they did a better job doing that than how it was portrayed in Matrix Res- Resurrections. Ah. Uh- it's interesting. I think that the screen movies are consistent, and so it's like they, they, yeah. I don't know. The screen movies are consistent. The Matrix was a total pivot from anything that's yeah. happened so far in the franchise. So it's just so it's so interesting as like a actual movie. The fact that it exists, and sometimes you know you hear like, oh, they're making this movie 15 years later. Like, how'd they get Keanu Reeves to do this? How'd they get Lana Wachowski to sign on? And then you watch the movie, and it, it's almost like a middle finger, a little bit. But not necessarily to you. It's more to like the studio, to the studio and to the and expectations, like all that yeah. stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. I get it. Like, for sure. Like, so it's kind of like, hey, alright, here's your movie. Stop asking for it. And the way they did it, I just kind of, I don't know. There's there's a certain like just feeling I feel in on the joke and, and I just appreciate that part of it. Yeah. Uh, where Scream is just another Scream movie. So I don't know. I just the Matrix is so unique because of what came before that I just yeah, love yeah, yeah. that it exists because it's such a expensive like joke almost. That's <laughs> but see <laughs> see what I'm saying? Sense. It's like yeah. yeah, it's like it's like uh it's it almost felt like a parody. It, it felt like it it uh dragged the movie down a little bit. Oh. Be, like if it was done more effective, 
then I wouldn't have felt this way, but I feel like it was just too jokey. Whereas in Scream, it could be jokey. It, it could be goofy. Well, yeah, Scream, um, that's the formula. Because of yeah. the consistent, because of, you know, what what has came before that. That makes sense. I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about, like, sticking it to the man. I'm just like, ah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I know. Watching that with someone next to me, and then they were like, "Oh, damn!" They're like saying, "Like F you to the studio." Like that's brave. I was like, "Yeah, that is brave." Yeah, I mean, guess, there's literally like the dialogue. The guy sitting there, Keanu Reeves' <laughs> boss is like, "Hey, yeah, uh, Warner Brothers is going to make a fourth one with or without us." So they just got to <laughs> get on board. Like it was crazy, and I was like, "Yeah, it was nuts." In the yeah. movie, like this is wild. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of, it's one of those things. I would say this. People that were excited to watch Matrix Resurrections have watched it. They formed their opinions. I think there's a whole separate group of people who have no interest in a Matrix Resurrections movie. And to them, I would say, you know what? Throw it on because you may be surprised with what you get. Um, there's still some Matrix stuff in there. Don't get me wrong. And you should probably watch like a 10-minute, like, hey, things to know before you start Matrix Resurrections video on YouTube. But, I mean, it is not... Uh, your traditional action movie. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. All right. Let's hop into news here. Quick hit. Uh, we got Pixar's Turning Red is going straight to Disney+. Plus. So some of this news is old. I understand that. But we didn't make a pod before. Uh, the last one we put out was like on Christmas Eve. And then we did our top 10. So now this is news. Um, what, what do you think about all these Pixar movies going to Disney+, Plus, man, man? That you know what's crazy? I so I've been re-listening to these old episodes we did, some of our early ones during the We've downtime. talked about it, yeah. And and we had that Disney episode where we just released all this news and we talked about this movie. And um and I think most of the stuff we talked about, I feel at one point or another, just like got away from the theater and became an online, you mm. know, like Disney Plus or some variation of like some um, outlet online that you can just watch. You don't have to go to the theater and watch. And it just seems like it's going to continue happening. So I'm not surprised turning red is on there. Um, and it's just going to be on Disney plus. Um, well, so the, I, I'm just not surprised. Yeah. Well, the drama has been that it's been just the Pixar movies. Cause not Disney, like Encanto came out. Um, Ryan, the last dragon did like a dual release thing. So Disney's released movies into theaters, but the Pixar specific movies, uh, the last Pixar movie that was in theaters was Onward uh, with Chris Pratt. Since then, uh, super wholesome movie. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, sweet movie. Uh, daddy, dad issues, right? Um, so <laughs> since <laughs> since then, Soul has gone to Disney Plus, a movie that was bound to be successful. I just can't. I mean, there's no way it wouldn't have made money. Yeah. Uh, then Luca went to Disney Plus, and now Turning Red. So that's three in a row. And uh, some of the Pixar staff are, have been have expressed like concern, and they've been kind of upset. And I think this is really the first time that it's become more of a news story that they're involved and they're kind of showing their concern about it. Uh, because I think Disney, after Luca, said that's like the last one. We are committed to the theatrical release. We are going to put these movies out. Now, looking at it as a slide against Pixar, obviously, is stupid, right? Like, because I'm thinking, my, I'm stupid, right? I'm sitting there reading the news, like, man, why? Why is Disney so mad at Pixar? Like, obviously, they're not mad at Pixar. Like, what the hell? So what makes the most sense is that this is like chestnut checkers, right? They are sitting there looking at the situation. The Pixar movies are probably the most, uh, like, they have the the biggest net, right? They get the biggest audience, especially a movie like Soul. 
that's something that resonated with both of us was in our top tens, but the kid can enjoy as well. And so, you know, they have these movies that are going to reach up in theory, a bigger audience. If they put them straight to Disney plus, they're going to get more subscribers to Disney plus. And clearly yeah. there's a market and there's a need for, you know, to have people on your streamer and the way things are going and movies not being released in theaters and this and that. And so, uh, analysts have been like, you know, this is really just them trying to beef up, beef up their steamer, streamer, jeez, beef up their streamer as much as they can. And the fact that they've done it three times in a row seems to be evidence to the fact that it's working. Like they put the movie on there, they're getting eyeballs on it clearly because they're deciding to forego all that money from theaters. So I don't know, Disney Plus. I mean, hey, Pixar, but some people want their movie in theaters. It's like the dream. I think that's just part of it. You know, you 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 build something, you make something. All these animators, they want to be a part of something that shows in theaters. You take your family, and it's just it's not happening that way right now. But yeah, that that must be a bummer too. Like, <laughs> I made this dope movie, mom. Yeah, it's going to be in theaters, yeah. and then it's like you're like, hey, plot to is Disney Plus. Yeah, the directors, the writers too. I don't know. I just think there's some, especially. I always think like your first movie, right? And I was thinking about that. I, I think I mentioned it earlier with Sundance. A lot of these people, it's their first feature. They're like writer director. They you know they made it. Blood, sweat, and tears gets into Sundance. They got their accommodations ready. They got their sick Airbnb. They're bringing their family down. It's like yeah, bro, it's all going to be online. And then my dumbass in El Cajon is like, hey, let's go. <laughs> I'm a part of Sundance, baby. <laughs> you, so, got yeah. Sundance shirt. you got a fat, you just got a man made uh, uh, lanyard and pass. Yeah. Like, we were walking out, like scanning in, going up to my wife. Yeah. She's like, get the hell away from me. I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. I have a ticket to the screening. She's like, please stop. Uh, yeah. It's bad. 12 p.m. screening. Yeah. Is there uh, any uh, amenities? We got a uh, popcorn. <laughs> Any uh any any drink? I'll take wine. Yeah. If you don't have wine, I'll take some water. It's okay. Oh man, I love it. All right, <laughs> all right. We got uh, all right. Oh, next up, do, 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 do. Golden Globes. Golden Globes happened. Uh, we talked about the Golden Globes on this podcast. If you're a listener of this podcast, you know the Golden Globes are problematic. You know they were not aired this year because they're racist and sexually harassed people, including Brendan Fraser. Damn in the hell. Damn them to hell. Damn them to hell, indeed. All right, but the Golden Globes happen. And look, the bottom line is they give out these awards. They recognize movies for better or worse. So I'm sure you don't know about it. I'm just going to run through five of the categories, the top ones. So the best picture for the drama was Power of the Dog. Uh, have not even watched this movie yet, but I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like it. Madman convinced me I wouldn't like it. And I watched like, the first 10 minutes, and I was like, yeah, he's probably right. And so I just kind of moved on. It's I will watch boring. it at some point. But yeah, I, I understand the idea of why someone will love this movie. Interesting. I just didn't like it. And you but like I, I, you you love a slow. Someone's like, "Hey, bro, this movie yeah. is real slow." And you're like, "Oh hell yeah! Like sign me up. Let me post me some food. Like you're ready." Yeah, for this one, I just I don't know. I just did not buy in. Right. I just did not. I'll check it out. Maybe I'll maybe this will be probably the biggest regret of the year. Like that this wasn't on my top ten, but. It is what it is. But the next one for sure. <laughs> I'm so excited for your review. Not, not, <laughs> yeah. So excited. Not a regret here is the best picture of musical comedy, West Side Story. Uh, it's a stupid movie, and anyone likes it is dumb. Um, no, I'm just kidding, but come on. Uh, I mean, bro, I mean, he kills her brother. So it's not. He killed your brother. Yeah. Throw him away <laughs> and find another. It's like, shut uh, up. Some of those lyrics, I was just like, this is, I hate this so much. And again, the Maria <laughs> song, he's like, no syllables ladies. ever have sounded so good as the word. Mar- like, come on, bro. What are you talking about? Relax. Um, 
Best actress in a drama, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Uh, you know, I got no problem with it. I do think that uh, I, I would put Olivia Coleman here for the Lost Daughter. Personally, yeah, she was nominated. You know, Nicole Kidman though is Nicole Kidman. She's a huge star. Aaron Sorkin's a huge star, so it kind of makes sense. And then the best actor in a drama was Will Smith, King Richard. And Let's this go. is the only movie that was represented in our top tens. Uh, it was on the Madman's list, number four, right? Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I I said it's probably his best performance to date. So yeah, hard to argue with that. Hard to argue with that. I think you are correct. <laughs> and then the uh, best animated feature went to Encanto, which uh, is good. I know the Madman. You're a big truther for Mitchell and the Machines for the Academy Awards. Is that correct? I did. Yeah, it pulls the heartstrings, brother. That movie, like, man, last thirty minutes, like, dude, that was rocked. I I I loved it. Yeah, big big fan of that movie. It's good Encanto movie. though. I people love it. People all generations, all shapes, all sizes, all colors. Everyone loves this movie. Yeah, I heard this interview with O'Shea Jackson, and he was saying how him and his daughter were like watching the movie, singing every song. I was like, "Damn, bro, I gotta watch this." I tried watching it the other day, but um, the the stream that mm. I had or whatever had there was complications, so then I just ended up watching "Come On, Come On," which I do yeah. not regret. So yeah, and this is why people don't understand when you say little things like. Yeah, you have to enjoy Sundance as long as you have a good internet connection. And everyone's like, Wait, what, do you, what do you mean? It's like, because the madman's dealing with shit that we don't know about, all right? And sometimes he just <laughs> wants to watch Encanto, and he can't even do that. So people need to know the struggles. There's some struggles out there. Yeah. Hey, man. They, they could easily be fixed, but, you know, laziness sets in. A lot of politics. Yeah. I also think I live in, like, a dead zone. I don't, I don't know if anything's real where I live at. Yeah. I feel like I might be an anomaly in the neighborhood and the way that these, like, telephone wires work and stuff. The way internet yeah. works, I think, just misses this part. It might be because of the basketball court that's mm-hmm. here. I don't know. Not. It's a lot of open space. I'm not sure that that's how internet works, but that's okay. Uh, Encanto is definitely a good movie and worth watching. So that's kind of the Golden Globes. Obviously, more people did more things. More things happened. But, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. This is. Oh, what's up? Yeah. Just before. uh, (laughs) We'll do the rapid fire again, too, though. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of sound bites. But (laughs) just just a quick one. A quick one. We're doing a service to you, okay? Because no one's covering Golden Globes. This is the first time I've heard who won and whatever. So if you want to be that snobby film person and if you want to have a casual conversation with someone and just slip in like, yeah, um, you know, best best picture, Battle of the Dog. What do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. You could say that. You could have that conversation. And you'd be like King Richard, Will Smith, right? Best actor, Golden Globes, yeah. man. Good, good for him. He needs one. You know, like you could have that conversation. So, and yeah, fire someone's this. reaction too will kind of. They might even be like, "Oh, sir, I didn't know you uh, got down yeah. and dirty with the Globes." Like, like, like telling a dirty joke to someone for the first time and seeing like if they're like down for that part of your personality. <laughs> or not. Like it's kind of like, hey, yeah, just, you're saucy. Yeah, you hear you got the uh, best animated feature at the Globes, and they're like, "Sir, my wife is here." Like, please. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, it can get pretty intense. That's funny. <laughs> Is that a Sundance badge, or you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh man, I love it! All right, do, 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 do. okay. Peacock. Uh, speaking of happy to see me, Bel Air is uh, premiering <laughs> February 13th. Uh, this is the reboot or the reimagining of Will Smith's The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
And uh, yeah, I, mean, I threw this on here because I was like, oh, Bel Air, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, boom, boom, boom. I watched the trailer probably like a minute before we started recording. So I, I put in the notes and I hadn't even watched the trailer yet. Uh, I, I don't know how to feel about this, but I will say this. I love the fact that it is completely different. I mean, than the original show, like literally the only thing they took away is that some kid is going to live with his aunt and uncle. All the characters seem to have the same name and the tone of everything is completely different. It seems like a drama. Uh, Ben, yeah. ben how are you feeling about this one? No, yeah, kind of same thing. Like I, um, I, I, I don't want to see uh, like a copycat of the original Fresh Pants. Like, let's let that be its own thing. It was, it was good for us at that time. It was kind of like the Matrix stuff. Like, let's, hey, it, this was good when you know we had it, and let's just leave it at that. We don't have to make another one. And you know, we always make jokes about like, oh, they're just remaking everything, rebooting everything. Da 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 da. Hmm. Um, this the way that it's portrayed it just looks completely different completely different turn it, yeah. it it's a it's same story but um the way it's going to play out i'm sure it's going to be a lot more intense so i just want to see some good drama you know let me get some good drama let me get something that is gonna like wow me um something like n- maybe not as intense as like euphoria or like snowfall these are you know shows that i'm watching but maybe some like outer banks maybe some like oh shit moments you know with uh this urban setting here um um uh, yeah so that's that's what i'm excited for and i do like how this kind of came to be you know it was like a like a youtube little like short mm. and you know, someone made this and then it started catching fire and it's one of those things where sometimes you'll see like fan made edits fan made stuff and um and they catch on and this did and uh the way that this is being um portrayed it just looks like it's gonna make for a good kind of mm. little drama series um yeah. and uh I'm excited to see what happens. I, I think Will Smith is involved. I think he kind of helped, you know, get it to where it is. Yeah. So that's cool, you know. And and then the last thing we want to see is something like a Fuller House, you know, where like Full House was its thing. It was great show, and then boom, they brought it back, and it just didn't last very long. Same thing with uh, Boy Meets World, you know, the Girl Meets World, and it, those were kind of like copycats of like the past shows, but it just mm. didn't kind of catch fire. You know, I, I think this could outlive that if done correctly. Yeah, well, at least it doesn't have to live in the shadow, and it's not going to be relentlessly compared. Like anyone who's like, yeah. well, this isn't like the original show. It's like clearly, clearly, they're not trying to be like the original at all. Yeah. Uh, can I add another one to? the list of like failed shows that you're gonna hate me for oh is it if you say scrubs i'm gonna flip out no dude scrubs is okay cool you know i love scrubs (laughs) well they made those last like those last few seasons that no one talks about no yeah there's yeah we don't yeah we don't talk about that except for the episodes that jd and turk are in okay so yeah (laughs) uh, shout out dave franco though you know i ended up liking the guy yeah Uh, he was cool yeah yeah yeah. his moments um he was too cute. That's the thing. He's like too cool. He can't like. It's just it didn't work. He fine. is. It's fine. Yeah. Um, is uh, how I met your father. Have you watched that yet? Oh no, the one with uh, Hillary Duff. Yeah. Is it bad? It's not that it's bad. It's just oh, oh damn it. Like I don't. You know, you know how they say, fuck. Okay, no. Here's the thing. You know, how, you know how you have to bleep that out. And when, I, <laughs> and when I say they say, you know how I said on the last podcast, a comedy is subjective, which it is. Uh. It, it's just hard to like like Fresh Prince right now. I can watch a show and enjoy it, but if I saw a show with like that some of that same content, it wouldn't be like as funny. It would be kind of obnoxious. I feel like 
because of the way entertainment has been recently, we we like things a little more subtle. I feel like our yeah. preferred comedy is more subtle. It's not as in your face. It's not as slapsticky. And it's it's kind of a reason that another show that's uh, kind of new right now that I think we're going to talk about later doesn't fully work for me either. But, yeah, I, I watched the, the pilot for How I Met Your Father, and, you know, there's no laugh track or anything because I think the original show has a laugh track. And yeah. I kind of think it could it could do with a laugh track. I think a laugh track might actually help it out. I don't know because I was watching the show and I was like, "Yeah, this is all right." And then I realized as we get to the end, I was like, "Bro, I haven't laughed one time. Like, I haven't is actually it, laughed one time." Damn, is it filmed the same way or is it? Yeah, different? it looks. As, I mean, yeah, it, it it's very. I mean, like they, they go to a lot of the same locations too, and kind of trying to bring that nostalgia back. But the first show had hitters, man. There's like Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Allison Hannigan, who you already love from like uh, American Pie, like you American already love Pie. Allison Hannigan, Hannigan going in, and the sweetheart, yeah, and you already love Jason Siegel going in, yeah. And there's Neil Patrick Harris, like Doogie Howser, you know. So you're meeting Ted, you're meeting Robin, like these other characters, but you there's already three people there that are like certified, like people that you dig already. So this has Hillary Duff, and that's it, which is fine. But man, it just it it, it kind of it, it feels like the same kind of tone and everything, and it's just not. It just didn't. It just didn't feel like there was any kind of spark there at all. Sadly. I thought it was gonna have yeah, like a laugh track or like is you're saying there's no laugh track. There's, there's no laugh track, track. And, and all my favorite sitcoms don't have a laugh track. That being said, I'm not a hate. I'm not a laugh track hater. Uh, I might be if they continued to use them, like if they were still in use. But <laughs> since everyone else hates them already, I don't have to. And I think, yeah. like going back watching like an old King of Queens episode, I can enjoy the hell out of that. Um, yeah. But this is like it's a sitcom that's like I feel like not even that funny. And so if I don't even have this fake laughter reminding me to laugh, it's kind of like damn, dude. Like this is just it's kind of dark. And then you know how people post those like videos of like friends without the laugh track to. Be like, let me prove how unfunny Friends really is. Here it is without the yeah. laugh track, and it just feels super awkward. Yeah, I feel yeah like yeah. that's how I felt watching How I Met Your Father. Fuck. Okay. Well, it's a pilot, so um, pilots are always a little different than True. the other episodes. True. So hopefully, hopefully it it, it you know catches on because I am rooting for Hillary Duff, and then they robbed us yeah. from uh from uh, Lizzie McGuire's show. Like she she's doing this because. She said no to that. So, like, if you know, if if this how I met your father thing didn't happen, then she would have been in a new Liz McGuire in. And mm. I'm down for for that nostalgia, you know, that nostalgia. I I I wanted that just for it's like, oh shit, I remember this. I used to watch this with my sisters. Now it's back. That's cool. I'm old. Yeah. You know, yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but damn, dad, that sucks. That sucks. Oh, and then the, like, damn. Fuck. Well, I mean, whatever. It is what it is, right? <laughs> Phil shows. Phil Phil a hey, remakes. Phil, you know, like yeah. it unfortunately that's what happens, right? Yeah. And that's just me personally. You know, one of the things they're doing though that's interesting about this one is they have not shown the kids. Like they're keeping them oh. like racially ambiguous. And the first episode she goes on a date with a black guy. And so I was like, wait, and I was like, wait, what do the kids look like? And I was like, Oh, they didn't show the kids, they just show the mom. Because like in the other episode they only show the or the other show they only show the kids it's like two white kids so you know ted has to keep dating white women because their kids are white and uh so this one they do not show you the kids so it could be anyone 
And that's uh, that's interesting. That's a new uh, Ooh, twist. I, on I, it. I wonder too if they like do, and then you think, and then plot twist, you find out about like adoption or something. Right? Well, that's yeah. I was thinking. I literally thought that for how I met your mother. I was like, well, he could uh-huh. just get with anyone, then they adopt the kids, and then I mean that could be a thing too, and there'll be a little zigzag on us. Yeah, plot twist. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, plot twist is like a show that's been completed for years already, so <laughs> just, it just didn't happen. But yeah, I, I did think that. I did think that. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Um, next, I put this in here just because I know how much you like Pig. But uh, Pig director Michael Sarnowski is in talks to help direct the next movie in the Quiet Place universe. So it's not a direct sequel. It's kind of a spinoff that John Krasinski... He, he he was like, all right, I really don't want to make another one, like, for real this time. But oh. I do have an idea to expand the universe, and there's other people in this world. And Michael Sarnowski, he's the guy to do it. So that's where we're at right now. All right, brother. I'm stoked. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. I, I Pig was amazing. You know, top five movie for me. Um, now, this Quiet Place you know, universe movie Um. Mm. It could be like that Cloverfield like paradox, yeah, like like okay. I, that one was a big miss, a big miss, but and also a big hit in that Cloverfield world. But so then it's like, what, what, you know, what life is? <laughs> well, yeah, because Ten Cloverfield Lane is like badass. Is, yeah, like I've yeah. loved it. Yeah, and different from the you know from what it's based on, mm. for sure different. Oh yeah, but good. Great yeah, like movie. really, really great, really almost, awesome. Almost like better the fact that it had Cloverfield. I almost wish it didn't say Cloverfield. So I think yeah. people would have liked it more because it's an awesome movie. Shout out, yeah. shout out, John Goodman, Pff, my man. When he shaves, mm. he's just like mm. he's a different man. And Something all that else. power he had, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that movie was intense. There's like buckets <laughs> of acid. Oh, yeah. it's wild. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I hope it's gonna be good. I just hope it's gonna be good. Um. I do like that world. I do like that world. I like the creatures. I think they're like in, like interesting creatures, and sound is very important. And you know, it's just interesting <laughs> to see how like how 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 another story is taking place during that same world or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm ready for it. I think that there is an opportunity here to continue making cool movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. So hopefully it is a cool movie. I'm not sure what the next steps are, but I, I obviously I like the second one. I really like the first one. So uh, yeah, I'm cool, here for I mean, it. Cool concept. Yeah, cool concept. This and and this is like that purge thing where it's like you can make mm-hmm. a million of these movies. You yeah. Well, I mean, this is. I mean, that's worst case scenario, right? But you, in theory, could make a bunch of these different places. You know, like what if the purge is happening in like. Yeah, uh, Alaska. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like when there's no one there. You know, like what is the purge? Yeah. Ha- you know, like, and it's like uh, quiet place. Like, what if this is happening? Like it, in quiet place too. There was almost like another little movie in there. Like I, and it's probably <laughs> would have been a, like a wholesome movie where they're like in that little island and everyone's all happy. Yeah, everyone's like cooking and stuff. There's no so, problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you guys just talk out here. Like, yeah, dude, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then plot twist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It happens. Right, Don't take no boats there. Hey. All right. Do, 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 do. All right. This, this is something that I feel like would never make a normal episode. So I don't even know why it's in here. Uh, but Lord of the Rings series on Amazon Prime uh, revealed their title. It's called The Rings of Power. They did like a whole little intense release and they poured like 
fire onto wood or something. I don't really know, but it was like a big thing. And then everyone thought it was CGI. And then they showed that it was real. And everyone's like, ooh. So uh, the Rings of Power is what the show's called. And that's all I got. Yeah, I've got nothing for you, bud. Yeah, me neither. I'm not, again, I don't know why I put it there. So, all right. <laughs> all right. That's a quick hit. That's a quick that's hit. A, that's a quick hit. That's a quick hit. That's what we do. Um, the movie yesterday, uh, I think Universal, Universal Pictures is being sued because the movie yesterday, the one about that guy who stole all the Beatles songs, uses Anna de Armas in the trailer, and then she's not actually in the movie. So I guess all her scenes were cut out of the movie, but she is in the trailer. And so two forward-thinking, not horny gentlemen uh, purchased <laughs> this movie to, to only see Anna de Armas. Uh, they're 38 and 44 years old. When I read that, I was like, yeah, damn right they are. Um, and uh, they, they rented the movie. She was not in it, and they were like, what the hell? I would not have rented this movie if she wasn't in it. And so they're suing Universal Pictures, a class action federal lawsuit alleging the studio knowingly distributed false, deceptive, and misleading advertisements and promotions for yesterday. Uh, man, man, what do you got here? What, what's going on? So, yeah, sue them. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, we need to get our lawyer on this. I don't, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I know. Atticus needs to break this down. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like... In, like I want to say infringement. I gotta talk to. Him. I got. I got some words. I gotta. Yeah. Let's just call it hearsay and just go from there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because there's. I. I want to know how to use infringement correctly. <laughs> but there's some. There's some for sure. False advertising. What's going on here? You just yeah. can't have Anna in there, and then not have her in the movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's like I would be pissed. But also, if you made a movie with Anna Dermas and you cut her out, uh, why? I mean, I we would never do that. I well, would. I would. Yeah, I mean, if you if you love cinema, you wouldn't. Uh, so I don't know what these yeah. animals at Universal Pictures were doing. But <laughs> was she? Money. Let me throw a wrench here. Right? Was she <laughs> as big as she is now at that point? Oh, or no? Anyone with two eyes and a heart could have told you that she would be. Because uh, no, probably not. You know who's gonna sue next, right? Well, he wasn't in the trailer though. Who's that? But but our boy. He got cut out of Don't Look Up. What's his name? From Friends. And we were rooting for him to be on their team. Oh, Matthew Perry? Matthew Perry. Man, he, he was, did get he cut got, out. He was part bro, of that cast. Remember? We were rooting for that, like, yeah, dude, he needs he needs to come back. You know, there's oh, a renaissance. And we keep seeing seeing him 17 again and the Netflix screen and stuff. We're like, hell yeah, bro. He's gonna get his big break. They fucking cut him out, dude. That's brutal. So he's, he's, he's got a he's got he's gonna sue. Soon, I totally for forgot sure. about that. I think that might be yeah. worthy of taking that movie out of my top ten, just knowing that they did Matthew yeah. Perry like that. They just did him wrong and stuff. I mean, that becomes yeah. a part of your story. So we'll check up on Matthew Perry. Yeah, Let's so make sure he's all right. Yeah, please let us know. We'll put you, we'll put you on our uh, Mount Rushmore Junior. Uh, the little out. one. The little one. Yeah. yeah. Or we could find other monuments and stuff. Because I think I said someone's going to be like the Statue of Liberty. That's yeah. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of mountains, honestly. So like, we can have like, yeah. there's no or even, need for just one mountain. We have a lot of or, mountains. Or you, you could be the bull, you know, that bull that's in front of that bank or whatever, and it's got the mm-hmm. big nuts. Oh, you could be like the Chicago bean. Uh, but just, The Chicago bean. Yeah, but just your face. Just It's just like, but it's shaped like a bean. Oh, I like that. Just carved in. It's like Mr. Potato Head, but like with your features. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. Either way, yeah, they, they messed up, and it is what it is, but these... uh. These two, again, two not horny gentlemen are out here trying to get their three ninety nine back, and I respect that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. Um, yeah. What a weird. Was yeah. what, what a weird headline too. Like I, because I, I saw it too. I saw the news. I was like, yeah. What is I this? Was like, I was like, what is this, dude? Why is it? Why is this happening now? This movie came out a while ago. No streaming. It's taking over. Yeah. Uh, and oh, yeah. Uh, we got to make sure that we let Atticus know when we're going to be talking about legal issues because infringement. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, important stuff. Um, oh yeah. All right. Uh, Matt Reeves, the Batman, coming out in March, is 175 minutes long. So, what's up with that? It's super long. I don't know. Yeah, what's why. going on, dude? It's like three hours long, almost. That's so long. That's it's yeah. like, does it need to be that long? That's five minutes away from three hours, and that's how, without credit. That's without credits, <laughs> pre credit. How long? I know, right? And then watch wait, is it with the trailers. You go to me theater, watch it with the trailers. You're gonna be there for like four hours. Yeah, it's you're yeah. gonna go in at four p.m. Come out like at midnight. You're like, holy shit, dude! Where, no, wait, what is that? <laughs> Nothing is more shocking than going to the theater when it's light outside and coming out when it's dark and just being like, whoa, like what's going on? And it's like, well, the sun sets the same time every day, bro. But like, it still feels like like such a like a crazy yeah, anomaly, when especially with the you. time change too. Like when yeah. the when the time changes and. And then 5 p.m. is just dark as shit. Yeah. You're like, I feel unsafe. Like, like a three, <laughs> 3 o'clock movie, you come out and you you're like, go home. Go sleep? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, that's super duper long. Is it too long? Um, People are uh, saying there's going to be, be multiple long. stories in there then. What's the longest Batman movie? Was uh, The Dark Knight? Or the Dark Knight? Was that one long? Dark Knight, I think Night it's Rises? like clocking in like 220, somewhere around there. Yeah, I feel like 220 sounds good. Yeah, even The Dark Knight Rises, I think it's a little bit longer, but it's still it's still not 175. This would be the longest Batman, and I think the longest superhero movie besides the Snyder Cut. Interesting. So, yikes. Uh, I, I'll, tell you, I mean, I'll tell you straight up, I, I'm not excited about a three-hour Batman. I, I just tell you that much. But I do really like Matt Reeves. Uh, I really love what he did with the Planet of the Apes franchise. So yeah, man, I do like believe in him. But geez, yeah. man, like you gotta. This is is one of those where every time someone's like staring for too long, you know, and the camera's just holding on like someone for ten seconds, and there's no dialogue, and the camera's not moving. I'll be like, bro, they could have cut this down to like three seconds. Like every every time that happens, that's what I'm going to be thinking about instead of just enjoying the movie. There's also the um, rating, and it's not like R. It's like PG-13, I think. Right? Yeah. Which, and so, I mean, to me, that makes sense. Uh, like, I, I expected this to be PG-13, but I know that Warner Brothers is kind of, you know, they're wild cards right now. It's kind of like, hey, anything can happen, you know, so... They've released a lot of R-rated comic book movies, so I get why people would think, "Hey, R-rated movie," but I mean, yeah, you PG-13 would thirteen makes sense. You would be more like like you would want to watch a three hour rated R movie than a three hour PG thirteen movie. Well, yeah, bro, I'm a fucking adult. Goddamn right, I would. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you see, so so then with the with like. You know, if it was three hours long and it's rated R, I'm like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm down. I I love Titanic. <laughs> I like long movies. Yeah, yeah I'm okay with Titanic that. plays. Yeah, yeah, I'm alright with this. But then it's like PG-13. It's like, well, man, this action better be. Titanic better be is also PG-13. Is it? I yeah. mean, really? I don't think so. There's some. There's some scenes. 100. percent Damn, that's we got to make PG-13 great again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how James Cameron did that, but he's like, look, I made T2. Um, 
yeah, her her <laughs> her boobs are gonna be on this, and yeah. that's just it. Kind of is what it is. Like they I made probably, the didn't even like, like yeah, did 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 not screen that. Yeah. Like they were like, oh, it's just yeah, it's got it's a movie about a boat. How crazy can it get? Plot twist. Like, <laughs> that, that's intense, the synopsis they were giving. Intense painting scene. Titanic <laughs> movie about boat. Like yeah, you know, hey, push it through, push it through. Think he's a fisherman <laughs> yeah. or something? What's going on? Yeah. yeah, so no, I don't know. Yeah, PG-13, crazy PG-13, and pretty violent, too. You know, I mean, they're running around shooting people and stuff. People, like, the guy hits the propeller. I'll never forget that. Uh, there's just some, Bro, that some was, wild moves. Oh, yeah, that was intense. That was intense. There was that scene where uh, Billy Zane, he, like, uh, flips the table over, right, when he freaks out on yeah. uh, on Homegirl. That was improvised. She was really shook. Ooh. She was like, holy shit. <laughs> Billy Zane is like, hey, I'm kind of, kind of getting some demons out right now that I yeah, need. Yeah, like, I'm a good actor. Okay. <laughs> like, <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, the Batman better be good. It's better be entertaining. I hyped, right? Everyone's super hyped. Oh, for I feel sure. Like <laughs> there's warning signs. Like this might not be as great as we think. Oh, I don't know, man. I think oh, Matt Reeves though. Matt Reeves. I just don't. But, you but know, yeah, I just don't. But what about the studio, brother? What about you know, like you don't know? I think they're you know, letting them kind of just do it. You know, the same I hope way. So the same way they let like uh, James Gunn just kind of go for it, you know, and have a starfish uh, as the big bad. Like they're just kind of letting them go for that's it. That's comic book movie. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, Batman comic book movie. Different comic book movie though. What do you this mean? It's all comic serious. Books. This is serious. Well, yeah, it's because Christopher Nolan made Batman serious, but like he chose to do that. Like he didn't. Batman used to be comic booky too, with like nipples and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny well, DeVito. Was, like that was, was yeah. The director had a fascination. Yeah, well, so. yeah, we all you know, um, yeah, make Batman great <laughs> again, right? Yeah, Adam West, Adam West, Batman. Yeah, that's yeah. That guy was out there running around tidy whities like there you go, solving crime. Cartoon man, it's a, it's a comic book. I'm telling you. So this is, they're all just comic book movies. Uh, so I mean, they're letting they're letting the boys play. Uh, well, I hope. But three hours is just such a long time. Do, 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 do. There's a new ending for Fight Club in China. So Fight Club just came out in China um, on their big streaming service, which is like Tencent. I know it's like literally spelled like ten cents. I don't know how you say it, like ten cent. I'm assuming or something like that. Either way, yeah, you're talking to I mean the wrong person, but yes, yeah, you're a China guy, big China guy, um, huge. So essentially, the new the the Fight Club that's showing in China after uh, Edward Norton goes and talks to the police, it just cuts to a and this is like in the in the original movie, he like talks to the cops and they're like, hey. Tyler, this is huge spoilers for uh, Fight Club. Like, hey, Tyler, you know, you know, you told us that you'd say this. Like, you told us to not let anyone interfere. This and that. He gets out of there. You know, they end up blowing up all the financial institutions, trying to bring everyone's, yeah. you know, money down to zero. Edward Norton shoots himself in the face, kills Brad Pitt, which is actually himself. Helena Bonham Carter walks up. They hold hands and watch the world fall apart. The new version to, to in the China, Pixies. What? To to the to the Pixies. Uh, what a needle drop. What a oh, new yeah. drop. Thank um, you for using that term. <laughs> I got you, man. Hey, you got me on it. You said it quite I'm on needle drops. Oh, yeah. I'm, like 2022 is the year of needle drops. I I'm like that. invested. Damn. He's so like, any start needle, needle drops heroin. you like, yeah. let me know. I, shit, bro. I mean, fuck. <laughs> any, any, anything to get <laughs> more needle drops. <laughs> uh, but now, after he talks to the police, it cuts to a card that says, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all the criminals successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. After the trial, Tyler was sent home to the lunatic asylum, receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. 
I'm just blown away by that. Look at China. Like, they literally were like, look, we cannot show our country, the biggest country, or the, yeah, the biggest country in the world, we cannot show them this movie because it might be a little too problematic. So we're just going to change the end just so no one gets any ideas. It's just crazy. They, I mean, I just, I'm blown away by it. I can't get over it. Yeah. I mean, that's I like, just, I just can't get over it. It's so wild. And so did this just happen or has it been playing like this for years? So this just so this is this just happened. This is going this is making the round. I mean, we're recording this super early. So this is we're recording this almost a week before this episode comes out, but it did happen recently. Um fun fact I learned while reading about this, Brad Pitt's movies have actually been banned since 1997. Um what? when he made a movie called 7 Years in Tibet and I guess uh he must at some point been like, "Hey, China sucks in that movie." So yeah. if they were to hear screen chaps, we've had some pretty anti-China things uh, said on here. We would not be uh we would be banned in China. We will not be successful in China. They messed up though because in Moneyball yeah, there is that. a scene where he eats Chinese food. So Yeah. Well that and it didn't I mean they probably took that as disrespect. Um so since he's been banned and then in 2016 he released some movie that was co-produced by like a Chinese company and they released the band. So for almost for 19 years, he was just not able to, there was just no Brad Pitt movies in China. It just wasn't a thing. So now these movies are coming out because he's not banned anymore. But I just, I mean, it's the wildest thing. I, yeah, this is weird. Um, (laughs) How, how, how do you feel as a noted meat love, uh, meatloaf lover, because he is in his Fight name Club. was Robert Paulson. Yeah, how do you feel about this happening? I mean, it just kind of you, you, just stresses. You love out. Fight Club, bro. You I love, love Fight Club. Club. And yeah. I there's there's been a lot of discourse about Fight. Club. Let me just defend that real quick because there's a lot of discourse. Just defend it. Go on, like uh, you know, film bros and like Fight Club, and it's kind of turned into like this toxic male, like oh, like films that like a toxic film bro will make you watch, and like Fight Club is one of them. Look, you can miss me with all that bullshit. You can't bully me out of liking this movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. It has great actors. It's a great script. It's a great director. These little TikToks are not going to deter me. You can't make me not like this movie because people are saying, the movie's awesome. And uh, that's all I have to say. So stop. All right? I'm not going to be, I'm not going to apologize for like a fight club. And I get that it's a satire. All right? I don't think it's like a cool story with good ideas. I get it. Okay? I get it. Anyway. Um, you tell them, Dubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, you tell them. I mean, I just feel kind of bad. I don't know. So there's two things. One, I'm like, oh, this kind of sucks. But also, like, there's VPNs and stuff. And people from China that, like, really care about getting things, I, I think they can. I say this with no knowledge of never being to China. But I- I'm just assuming they can uh, do stuff and get stuff. Because mm-hmm. I-, I read once that they have, like, uh, I could just, you know, 8 million or 18 million or 80 million. I forget how many Netflix subscribers are actually from China. Even though yeah. Netflix isn't even allowed in the country, so these are just millions of people using VPNs. So VPNs are dope, dude. I yeah. love VPNs. And because of that, I, I just feel like a lot of people have already seen this uh, movie, so they're like kind of aware of it. And if they weren't, they're aware of it now, and so now they're like going to go seek out the original. But it's just kind of sad, you know. But at the same time, I look at us like things get edited to us all the time. You know? so we just just not usually our movies. So we, we got different values here, but we're not always getting the full story. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm I, saying? I, I would be pissed just watching this movie. Probably the, like the climax of freaking <laughs> okay. a, a Word document just shows up. <laughs> it's like a notes notes app apology just shows up on my screen. And I'm like, oh, oh well, I guess. Okay. All right. Whatever. You know, and then 
You know, <laughs> one day someone brings me this unedited cut and I see the real ending, I trip out. Yeah. I'd be like, bro, this is a Mandela effect. This isn't true. <laughs> this isn't true, bro. <laughs> like, what are oh you showing Oh my gosh. Me? The Chinese Mandela effects got to be out of control. It's just like all They're tripping out. Yeah. yeah. All these Brad Pitt movies they haven't seen. And then I just thought about, like, damn, that's 20 years of Brad Pitt movies. Like, uh, you know, and then I was like, damn, it must suck to live in China. But there's more to life than just movies Brad Pitt was in. So I guess it's not that serious. But, I mean, uh, it's pretty serious, brother. Yeah, it's I mean, serious. that's, you know, when you talk about actors, last 20 years, you just never watched their movies. Mm-hmm. He's been in a, a bunch of great ones. So, well, and then I'd you be pissed off. Too about- like, not seeing Inglorious Bastards. Fuck, like, just Rough. because he's, you know, like, yeah. I would be tripping out. But then you think about, too, all the opportunities that he was not able to get because studios, like, I mean, think, like, I mean there's probably a reason he hasn't been in a Disney movie for a long time. Well, there's, I mean, Disney's oh, not going to yeah. have an actor in their movie if they aren't able to play it over in China. Like, he wouldn't no, even be this, considered. So, this might be like a hot that. take. Disney caters to China, dude. That's, I mean, that's not a hot take at all. They're whores. They're whores to Did China. Did you see Moana? Sure. No, I, not Moana. Moana. Did you see Mulan? I didn't. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, no, they're, yeah, they're all in on China for sure. Big fan of China. I like China too. I mean, yeah, you know, I think it's a little problematic at points, but uh, but at the same time, I don't really know anything about anything, so it is what it is. I don't want our podcast to get canceled. Yeah, China, if you'd like to come, uh, just respond. You guys are more than welcome to come on the pod and uh, speak your piece. So, yeah, shout out, shout out China. Tell me why you like that edited ending, too, because <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd be pissed off. Uh, all right, next. Mission Impossible 7 and 8 were moved back again. Uh, so these movies are now coming out in 2023 and 2024. Uh, what Oof. the heck? We need Tom Cruise on the pod, bro. He's pissed. Yeah, Tom's got to figure this stuff out. There's also rumors that Tom Cruise is going to be like playing Iron Man in the new uh, oh, yeah. Doctor Strange movie. As a variant. If that yeah. happens, that'd be cool. Because he was in one of Hell my, yeah. the best comedy of all time, Tropic Thunder. And uh, are definitely one of the best in... So I just need Tom Cruise everywhere we can. Um, yeah, big big fan of Tom Cruise. I'm excited for yeah. that variant. Maybe that's why they pushed it back so he could film that. Or there something. you go. And I'm Who choosing to ignore everything I know about Scientology. So yeah, but these movies just get pushed back, and damn, you know, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough, man. What's going on? Yeah, let's, let's. We should do a, like a rewatch of that Oprah interview. It's really dissected. It's intense, dude. It really is intense. But uh, yeah, I mean, Katie Holmes is exciting. You know, he's he didn't know what was going on. He was just having a good time. What's what's Katie Holmes up, up to right now? She like uh, has she been in the movie or? I think she's she's dealing with not being with Tom Cruise, which is also a lot. I think she was like dating Jimmy Fox for a while. I don't really know what's going on with Katie Holmes. Oh, I remember that. I yeah. remember that. I Jimmy just assumed Fox, they were man. still together. I don't know. I thought Jimmy Fox is married. That's a lot of politics. It's Hollywood, baby. It's Hollywood, baby. You know, she, everyone married, everyone yeah. together. You know, hey, it's Hollywood. <laughs> Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, like yeah, yeah. 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 let's just bring it to the red table. Like, all right, an entanglement, (laughs) you know, like damn. (laughs) Jada's a freaking. It's rough. She's foul. You know, Will had to sit there and just be like, bro, at least I cheated on you with people that weren't famous. Like, what the hell? This is messed up. You had to cheat on me with someone with a check mark and everything. Like, damn. Yeah. He he just keeps look, looking back at, you know, like the warning signs that, you know, a picture of her and Tupac. She's very, being very close. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he, he knows 
Well, he knows what's going on. Shout out. He knows what's up. Shout out Jada Pinkett. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna shame Jada Pinkett for uh, taking. No, nah, she's out there handling it. Yeah. It's just like I I don't want to see her in any more interview. <laughs> I'm tired of like yeah. why is she in everything? Yeah. I wouldn't go anywhere near that damn table. Be like, you just I don't. Anything? Hell no. I do. I don't want to talk to her. I think I don't want to. Hey, Jada, big fan. I feel like really now. Let's talk about that. And yeah. she's just gonna what just like go in on me like Nicolas Cage did to that man and pig. You know, like I don't want that to happen. Like. <laughs> I think she's a bully. I can see that. <laughs> Last news here. We got uh, this is two a uh, two part news about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He has a new movie with Chris Evans coming out in 2023 called Red One. This is an Amazon Prime movie. This is explained as a globe trotting four quadrant action adventure comedy, imagining a whole new universe to explore within the holiday genre. So this essentially sounds just like Red Notice. Um, literally, it's called Red One. Uh, but now there's holidays involved with everything else. Um, this is probably on my list of worst movies in 2023 already, and uh, that's that. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's not going to be good, but nope. it's going to be fun. I think. Okay, it'll be enjoyable. I'm going to watch it. Oh, I'll watch it. I will watch it. Oh yeah, I'm going to be entertained. But hmm. um, yeah, it's not. I mean, they're just. You know, let's bring yeah. big guys together. You know, Chris Evans, The Rock. Let's, you know, there's going to be more of these. This is rough, and I hate it. Um, and then the other thing he's doing is he also said he's making a movie out of one of the most badass video game franchises out there. He did not say what video game it was, so we don't know, but everyone's talking about it. And again, he's saying, I'm going to do What's right the by the fans. And it's just yeah. like, all right, like, we've heard it all before. He did Rampage. Pain and Gain too. Yeah, he did Rampage. Uh, he did something else too. He did Doom. So he did well. That was early The Rock. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and Keith, what was his name? Was it Keith Urban? Is that his name? Is that an artist? Uh, oh, Keith Urban. Yeah, country artist. You know, Blues yeah, Not Your not, Color. Blues definitely wasn't in that movie. Good song. He was not in Arms. Doom. Yeah. Either he I'm might be. cast him. You'll think Doom. of me. He's got bangers. Dude. Hey, Carl, Carl Urban, Urban. Oh, I think is his name. Nice. Carl yeah. Urban. That's an Judge actor. Judge Yeah. Yeah. He is in Doom. He did really good. Uh, Doom Doom was a little cult favorite. Okay. Uh, I, I wonder what movie it's going to be. I And I wonder if uh, O'Shea Jackson's involved. I, I just listened to this interview, and he wants to make video game movies, and he wants to do right. He said he has an idea oh. how to make GTA like a movie. Oh, GTA could be badass. And, and he was like, and I have to do it right. He was like, it's not like he's like, I have ideas. He's like, the thing about these video games is that they've they've already had worlds that are established and they're good. And when you make a movie, because there's so mm-hmm. many bad video game movies. And so um, he said, he was, I'm a f- I went to school for this. Like I'm going to do this. So I wonder if The Rock's involved in it. But I mean, Gosh, shit. I like, like, well, if he wants to make it good, The Rock won't be involved. You know what I'm saying? He, <laughs> <you're so laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm down. I I when, when is he going to tell us? He's not going to tell us. He's just teasing everyone. He's just the bearer of good news, I guess. <laughs> That's all we got out of. What's him. going on, Doves? You don't like The Rock? No, nah, he's fine. Because um, you're Mount Rushmore, people you hate, like him, no, Ryan Reynolds for sure. Don't hate it. Just I'm just tired of it. Like, we got a four you, quadrant action adventure. Like you feel like he's killing, he's killing movies. Well, yeah, except for the I don't. I'm convinced no one really likes these movies. Like who liked Red Notice? Like who's 
Who's like, man, Red Notice is like, that's a that's a movie I that's loved. Like, that's my movie, bro. I loved it. No one I loves loved it. it. Like, that's the thing. I And I, so I just don't yeah, think, true. you know, and so it's like, oh, the most watched Netflix movie or, you know, it might be like rated high or my people, but yeah, that was cool. No one's going back to that. And so I mean, does everything need to be something you go back to? I don't know. You know, that's a conversation to have, but I just feel like he's ruining everything. Um, It's okay. Yeah, he could do, I'm painting game two. I'm here for it. <laughs> all right and then uh so that's 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 all the news we got here uh if there's anything we missed please let us know we'll gladly cover it uh did you yeah. want to is there anything you've been watching recently you want to drop talk about yes so Ooh. um the suicide squad number 10 on my list let's go a, a big good thing about it was john cena's peacemaker they took that risk and he's kind of become this like deadpool like character in this you know DC uh, cinematic universe and his show uh, uh, Peacemaker is just really good. Like I, I watched it. Everyone's tripping about the intro. It's like a, a choreographed like dance. And it's one of those intros that you never <laughs> yeah. skip. It's so random. Yeah. Yeah. But and the show is just good. It's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and like I said, he's kind of becoming this like Deadpool like character for them. And, uh, and I'm just so happy for John Cena. he, is very much into being this character. Every interview he's doing, he's dressed up like Peacemaker, and uh, I'm just kind of happy for him. It's 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 good uh, to watch him get this win, and uh, people are loving it. I'm I'm loving the Peacemaker show, dude. It's so dope. Yeah, like so. I watched the first two episodes, and I think I'm gonna watch the rest of the show. But man, it's a uh, I don't know. It's a lot. I, I do kudos for for like the R rating and really going for it. Like it is it is out there. Like goofy superhero comedy, I feel like is like oh, yeah. super violent, mm-hmm. super vulgar, but also goofy. Like you know, he like he's so childish, you know. So it's just really tonally very very weird. Here's here's the thing too, though, because I'm re-listening to our episodes, and we loved WandaVision. I know it was a different time. I loved WandaVision, especially like in oh, yeah. COVID. We loved it, dude. And I'm then <laughs> everything after that, we just didn't really cared how much about and there's been like three th- like cat um falcon and the winter soldier mm-hmm. we were kind of like whatever about like, I, I didn't see it all um uh loki hawkeye mm-hmm. like they're just whatever and then uh same thing with like in the star world star wars universe like they're mandalorian the new uh boba fett yep. series like whatever yeah but peacemaker grab a hold on me dude yeah, I mean, well, it makes sense. You know, it's you, you really yeah. enjoyed the world, and, and it was definitely my favorite superhero movie last year. I think so. It, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it, but I I'm not gonna watch anything else. So I finished Ozark. That season four just came out, like part one. I'm all about it. So everyone, I mean, you don't if you haven't watched Ozark yet, you know that's on you. I don't know why you wouldn't watch uh, net one of Netflix's best shows for season four. It's going to be done. So they're not like overstaying their welcome. They're not going to ring the story out for all it's worth. They are they they put together the story. It works. It's good. It's coming to an end. And uh, I just watched one of the episodes. One of the most like menacing like endings to an episode I've ever seen. Oh no! Um, way. I don't want to give spoilers, but you know, Wendy Wendy Bird, the wife, is talking to someone in their driveway. This person starts having a heart attack, and it's like call 911 and she like pulls out her phone real quick Wendy and she looks at her and she puts her she's kind of like she puts her phone down for a second 
and oh, just man. watches her like struggle breathing and then just sits cross-legged on the ground in front of her and just watches her and then the episode ends bro it was brutal i was like why oh it was heavy well, i don't want to you know spoilers about who it was i don't want to say because that's you know spoilers but it was just i was I, I my jaw dropped i was like this is intense bro it was bro, so like night, like it's so it's like night crawler ish yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I did oh. read a review. You'll just like this. That Emily the Criminal, the uh, Aubrey Plaza one with the Rossi. Yes. They said, oh, this is Aubrey Plaza's Nightcrawler. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now, it's I, would, I wouldn't I would necessarily say that, but when I read that, I was like, hey, that man's going to be like, hell yeah. <laughs> I love Aubrey Plaza. She's amazing. Oh, like, she's, she's great. She's really good in the movie, too. She's really, she's really dope. good. She's dope. And Theo Rossi, I, I love Theo Rossi. Yeah, he's got an accent, like, out of nowhere. It's, like, crazy. He's, like, a... Oh really? <laughs> I don't even want to try and describe it. I I don't want to like be inadvertently uh, rude. So, but yeah, he's got, and that, he's got and, a wild accent. And that Kevin Hart show, he's in it. And uh, yes, yeah, yeah. His his he's just so nice and sweet in it, though. And I mean, it's a little rough, but uh, <laughs> so you know here. And there is a movie. Since we're talking about things we just watched, uh, there is a movie that I, I do want to drop that I I wanted to love and I I yeah. just didn't love and it, it made me sad, but I liked it. And I think if I watch it one or two more times, I'll love it. But yeah. there's this movie called Censor that came out. It's uh, written and directed by Prano Bailey Bond. Uh, it's a female writer-director. It's her first movie ever made. And uh, it's I don't know any of the actors in it. But it's this okay. uh, it's like a UK movie about this uh, woman who she like lost her sister when they were young. And then she she like is working as a censor for the UK government. So they get movies in like from the u.s like these horror movies and these violent movies and they decide what to cut out before putting it out in the country very like china fight club situation and uh (laughs) she ends up watching this movie and it looks like her sister that's that's been missing is in it and being murdered and so she's like stressed out she starts like imagining things and what's going on and it's this really you know unique horror movie that gets pretty wild towards the end and uh Interesting. like the last couple frames of this movie are absolutely out of control and i really enjoyed uh but yeah i just didn't uh, i didn't really get there that being said if you're a fan of like indie horror at all or kind of just movies that get randomly gory out of nowhere and super bloody and but are just kind of like paced and interesting i don't know sensor is worth checking out Came out this year. It's only available VOD, but but the movie's called Censor. It's pretty cool, and I think I'm gonna watch it enough to eventually love it. But that's just where I'm at. Oh damn, that's tight. <laughs> but yeah, uh, all right. Well, I think uh, unless you got anything else, I think that wraps up our episode. I think this was kind of a unique episode again, as we're catching up with everything we missed. Uh, also, no movies came out this week at all. Like just nothing. Uh, so no like wide releases. I'll say. Uh, but next week, we got Jackass and Moonfall, uh, which I think is literally just about the moon falling, I think. Uh, but That's, I'm yeah. super hyped for Jackass. So we'll definitely have at least one review, maybe two reviews next week, and maybe a more traditional episode uh, going forward here in the future. But uh, we'll catch you later. All right. Peace. Chips. 
canceled dubs, bro. It's all getting cut out. Uh, but yeah, how, how, so. No one's ever going to hear this. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you got to keep this. Yeah, I think some part of this is. Uh, that's funny.